Welcome to Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast that's devoted to help you lead your life enthusiastically today and tomorrow and every other day of your life. I am your host, Ron Kaiser. I'm a positive health psychologist and author of the best-selling and award-winning book, Rejuvenaging, the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. As a disclaimer, I must point out that it's not just a book for old people. I also operate and post on the Mental Health Gym website, a website that's devoted to spreading the word about goal-achieving psychology and positive psychology in general to help people lead their lives in a more positive and enthusiastic manner. This series of podcasts actually dovetails with the Mental Health Gym website as we typically bring you thought leaders in the field of positive psychology, positive aging, goal achieving, just a broad range of things that can help you lead your life in the most productive and positive way that you can. Most podcasts do feature a guest, but about once a month I do a solo podcast about a particular topic relevant to our mission and to what we hope you will find particularly interesting and useful. Today's is such a podcast. It's devoted to talking about three things in your life that I call the game changers. If you implement progress and moving forward in those three areas, they can become not only game changers, but life changers. I'm talking about the areas of health and fitness, intellectual functioning, and social involvements. Health and fitness, intellectual functioning, and social involvements. If you are making progress in these three areas, then they can be game-changing and life-changing ways as you approach each day. So let's talk a little bit about each of them. Health and fitness, I tend to break down into three main areas, one of which is diet or healthy eating, one of which is exercise, and one of which is the area of stress management, meditation, relaxation, things of that nature. So let's start with diet. I'm not really breaking new ground by telling you that what you put into your body has an impact on your overall health, but it can also have a great impact upon longevity and upon your day-to-day happiness. So that what you put into your body doesn't just get reflected in how much you weigh or what your body image is, but it also gets reflected internally and gets reflected in the brain. Healthy food leads to a healthy brain. We all know, for example, that a salad is better for you than a fast food burger, but that doesn't necessarily lead us to think in those terms. We all know that fruit is a healthier dessert than something that is overly loaded with sugar. The critical thing with respect to diet is not to necessarily follow a particular diet, but also to make sure that 
you're exercising discipline in the way that you eat healthily. Discipline is the critical thing to make sure that you're eating, whether it be three meals a day or five or six small meals, which was what some people recommend, but then to make sure that you're aware of what kinds of things add to health and what kinds of things detract from health. I'm not going to discuss the pros and cons of every diet or fad out there for that matter, but I do want to point out that it's really well known that every or virtually every authority on nutrition recommends a diet that's heavily plant-based and emphasizes fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains while limiting the use of or the intake of substantial qualities of red meat versus fish or chicken or other poultry. So I think it's something that we have to assume is more than just a chance recommendation that so many authorities are in this area. Another thing that fits in under health and fitness, of course, is exercise. A rational and regular exercise program is important at every age. And I generally encourage people to make sure that their exercise program hits a few main areas, including stretching to improve flexibility, including upper and lower body weight training on different days generally, unless you're going to take a day off in between, and aerobic exercise. Many people get one of these types of areas of exercise, but I think it's important to try and fit in as much as you can in each of the different areas. And then I would like to add, under health and fitness, the area of meditation and related activities. Sometimes you can meet two objectives by, say, for example, taking yoga or Pilates, in which case you can both get exercise and breathing exercises and so on. But meditation is something that has been documented as something that can help with longevity, that can actually change the brain in the same way that diet and exercise can. So those three things to kind of keep in mind would satisfy the health and fitness requirement and become a game changer. But it does require, as I said, a regular and rational program. This should be something that you should attend to every day, for example, in the course of diet, and probably if you're doing meditation, that should be a daily occurrence, but at least several times a week with respect to exercise. The second area of the three that I encourage you to focus on is the area of intellectual functioning. Now, many of us work in jobs that tax us intellectually and probably provide a sufficient level of intellectual functioning. But at some point, for many of us, the job becomes almost rote. There's relatively little new information to be processed on the job. If that's the case in your situation, please try to get the intellectual stimulation elsewhere. Taking a class, learning a new skill, reading books that are not totally devoted to your area. We've never had such a great option with respect to reading books because you can read books in the traditional way. For some people, it's preferable to read e-books and even audiobooks 
that stimulate the brain improve intellectual functioning. So it's important to be honest with yourself to determine, hey, am I getting the sufficient level of intellectual growth on the job or do I need to supplement it? This becomes particularly important, say, for somebody who is out of work or somebody who is retired and doesn't plan to go back to work. Keeping the brain active will increase longevity and will increase the general state of health. The third area that I consider to be a game changer is the social involvement area. This may seem a little bit less important to some people because for a lot of people, it wasn't emphasized when they were growing up. In other words, I, uh, for example, in my case, I'm sure that my parents were much happier when I brought home a good grade than when I got a new girlfriend. You know, the grades were more rewarded for other people, grades or other kinds of talents, such as art-related activities, music, or sports, were considered primary accomplishments. It also kind of was a fact that, that some people just were more natural at being involved socially. And if somebody grew up being particularly shy or reserved, so on, that just was a skill that was not developed. That doesn't mean it's not important, however. We now know that loneliness is right up there with things like smoking, obesity, and a sedentary lifestyle in terms of being a killer of older people and reducing longevity in the general population. Now, one of the ways that people can get active socially is to get involved with a, a charity or a group that's doing good for others. I always tell my patients that doing good for others gives you bonus points. It not only helps the people that you're doing good for, but it also provides a helper's high that you can build upon and get increased positive reactions in social situations. People who do good for others tend to set up kind of a cascade of positive feedback from others. Nice people tend to have more friends, tend to be more comfortable about them. And again, it's an important part of longevity. It's an important part of happiness in life. And it has an effect on overall health as we go forward. So I think it's very, very important to not just let these things happen by chance, to make sure that if you are dealing with the health and fitness area, that you have structured plans for how you're going to eat, for how many days a week and when you're going to exercise, for special times during the day to have a meditation period or other type of relaxation period which becomes a great stress reliever too. In the intellectual functioning area, again, it's important to set up a formal structure so that you're taking a class or so that you have a certain time set aside during the day for reading that isn't work-related. And again, I consider reading to take various forms, whatever is most comfortable for you, whether it be an audio book or a written book or an e-book, they all can help. And also, 
it's important to put on your calendar certain social activity times, whether it's just with friends, whether it's with an organization that's set up socially, whether it's with a charity that you're providing good for other people. There is good science to support all of these activities as being positive for your health and positive for your brain. The thing that I think people may not recognize is that studies of all of these areas have confirmed that there's a difference in the brain, a positive difference in the brain of meditators, that people who perform intellectual functioning activities, teaching or mentoring others, reading and so on, are often able to slow down the dementia process. Not always, but you want to have as much going for you as possible. So I think it's very important to think of these three areas of activities as not only game changers, but life changers. Things that can prolong life, that can make life happier, that can improve health, and can help you to provide positive role modeling for others. Think about it, and as usual, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. This is Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the Rejuvenating Podcast. Next podcast will feature one of our very interesting guests. In the meantime, I hope that you will download, listen, and rate this podcast, and I hope you will also visit the Mental Health Gym website. And if you haven't gotten to it yet, I hope you will get a look at my book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon.